what is up internet welcome back to episode two of the three questions podcast my name is cameron king i am the owner founder of ck collective a marketing and consultancy strategy agency originally i opened it uh during covid when i was laid off i was a senior new business development director for a 600 person agency and sorry my dog is just scratching of course but what I ended up doing after I got laid off, because um, everyone got laid off during COVID, was I opened my own sort of freelance new business company. That is what I started focusing on, marketing, advertising, helping entrepreneurs grow and adapt and learn their businesses, taking a lot of the things that I had learned from pitching uh, tier one and A-list clients like Louis Vuitton, Nike, VH1, Jordan, you name it. I had a great time when I worked in advertising, and I want to bring that sort of elemental new growth approach approach to entrepreneurs. A lot of my work now is actually done in personal coaching and strategy sessions, mostly for small business owners, entrepreneurs, other people that are in C-suite, C-level positions or aspiring there. And I love what I do. I right now have about eight, nine clients that I talk with on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly or a monthly basis. And I help a lot of people there. I also have a product called CMO for Hire that small businesses can purchase. And then I work with businesses right now. I think there's five businesses on that plan and they can book 30 minute meetings with me whenever they want. That product is good for the life of your business. As long as you are working on something, they bring something to the table. We tackle it in 30 minutes, move on to the next thing. Okay. But episode two, this is three questions podcast. And I have today three questions from Dan from Denver. Okay. And the way three questions podcast works you get to ask three questions. Each one is five minutes each. Okay. And I will spend time on that. And you can basically sort of time me um, and we will tackle each one of them as we can. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to set a timer and I'm going to read the first question and we're going to get into it. Okay. If you haven't listened to episode one, episode one was pretty good. I'll try to keep up that pace, uh, keep it quick. I tend to listen to all of my podcasts and audiobooks on 1.3 to 1.5, depending on the pace of the speaker, because I can absorb information and sort of get there faster. I don't re-edit these much. I just upload them to YouTube, to Buzzsprout and Spotify. So find us there. And I don't re-listen to them because I everyone hates listening to the sound of their own voice. Okay, so let's go. Of course, a little snafu as soon as I went to go record. So I want to read the first question from Dan. Uh, Dan's first question is, what are some good methods for not getting overwhelmed when you are busy with both career and relationships? And how can we get better at managing and balancing these things emotionally? Dan, great question. I love really, really, I do love complex questions. But in this case, in this scenario, right, being overwhelmed is not necessarily a bad thing, Okay. I have the innate problem of always biting off more than I can chew and putting that on my plate. And I think a lot of people, especially what I hear from my clients too, is they they fill their plates up or they fill their schedules up. And I see this pattern all the time because people do this because it pushes and it makes their back go against this metaphorical wall. Okay. It pressurizes us because we feel that when we're under pressure, we're going to sort of perform at our best, right? It's that fighter flight scenario right your sympathetic nervous system which is fight or flight and then your parasympathetic nervous system which is the sort of rest and digest and when we overload ourselves we're hoping that innately that sympathetic nervous system is going to put out more adrenaline and we're going to be able to do more in less time right we're going to be better versions of ourselves we're going to have more energy because you want something done give it to a busy person right 
It doesn't always work that way. And I know this from my own experience, because if you put yourself against the wall in tough scenarios, you know, playing from behind, whatever it is, and you need that fourth quarter drive to sort of get things done, inevitably you are going to fail one time. Even if you are Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, he didn't win every single game that he was playing from to come from behind. I'm from New England. I'm a Patriots fan. I watched them for years. And there were so many times that they did. And they were historically known for that, right? Coming back from behind. And it is one of the things where you cannot do this to yourself over and over and over again. It will cause burnout. Okay. And I see this with entrepreneurs again, all the time. They think, well, if I just fill up my schedule, if I have no free time, I'm going to have to get things done. Yes, inevitably. But let me ask you this. When do muscles repair themselves, right? We go to the gym to tear our muscles. That is the whole point of you, you building your muscles, but your muscles do not grow at the gym. You go to the gym when your muscles repair so that you can tear that. And then when you are resting, right, that is when your body repairs that muscle stronger. Okay. And it brings more fibers. It brings more protein it allows more blood there, whatever it is, it repairs it. So it's bigger and better and stronger. So you need to lift more weight next time to get that same tear. Okay. So when I see questions like this, Dan, in this case, what are some good methods for not getting overwhelmed? My mantra tends to be this. Okay. Instead of throwing a ton of shit on my plate, I look at my schedule. I look at all the things that I'm overwhelmed. And I have, I have two specific mantras for this. I go, what is the next thing that I have to do? Okay. What is the one thing that I can do right now? Okay. I can record my podcast. That's all I can be. I can be present. I can't record my podcast and upload that and work on a document and take a meeting. No, I can. I have a lot to do this afternoon, but I said, what is the one thing that I can do right now? What is the next thing I can do? Record my podcast. Then after that, then what's the next thing? Uh, edit the podcast, then upload it. Just do one thing at a time. Just do the next thing is always my mantra, okay? The other mantra that I use for stuff is if it can be done right now, do it, okay? This helps keep me present. It helps keep me focused all the time. If I can do something right now, do it, okay? Oh, I need to call my grandmother back. I'm going to do that right now, okay? Oh, I need to go and buy dog food. Oh, I'm going to do that right now. I tend to just do the next thing and I tend to think, hey, if something can be done right now, go and do it. I need to run this errand. I need to talk to that person. These two things keep me grounded, especially when I'm overwhelmed. Life is going to overwhelm me. It's not a question of if it's or when. It's always going to happen every single day. So stop worrying about it. And especially in your career and relationships, if you can use those two mantras, just do the next thing. And then if something can be done right now, do it like talking to your loved one, not delaying that conversation, doing the dishes, right? paying the bills. If you can do something right then and there, just do it and just do that. And don't think beyond that, right? After that thing is done, ask yourself, what is the next thing that I can do? If you're constantly asking yourself, what are the 10 things? What are the 50 things that I have to do today? That is always going to stress you out, stress your sympathetic nervous system out and give your parasympathetic nervous system less time to rest and recover, which is when you get better, stronger, have better ideas. I, we are at five minutes for that question. Okay. Dan, if you want to submit more questions, you can, I'm going to jump to the next one. Second question is what is the best way to break plateaus when you are not making progress in your fitness Jersey fitness journey? How can I customize it to my body? So how do you break plateaus is the element of the question, especially in terms of fitness. 
And I think that many people struggle with this. Okay. Fitness is, is very, very individualized. There are some things that uh, people can do, obviously diet, sleep, exercise, three primary things. Everybody knows that. Okay. But we're in the new year and everybody wants, wants to work on their body. Everybody wants to have a better body, but you have things called genes that will affect your, your, your body throughout your life. Okay. And it's the same sort of concept where garbage in is garbage out. Like what you eat matters, how your sleep matters, right? Getting your, your hormone and testosterone levels checked on a regular basis. I think, especially in your late twenties, going into your early thirties is, is really key. You could be low on testosterone. Testosterone is a prime thing needed to build muscle. It helps with mental clarity. It helps with recovery. It help, helps with sex and libido helps with weight loss. So if you find yourself stuck on a plateau, you can start there, but there are no quick solutions to building a better body or getting off of a fitness plateau. I think remaining consistent with any sort of fitness routine is paramount for you needing to, to advance as a human being in life. I think everybody should continue to work out well into their 50s, 60s, and even 70s. You need to find some sort of active lifestyle. Like we were literally born to out run our prey there are no uh animals on planet earth that are as adaptable as we are we are not the biggest the strongest the fastest the best swimmers the best runners but we literally evolved to outrun our prey over long periods of time so i find people in in modern day society that are living more of a sedimentary lifestyle and dan you would know best but if you are sitting primarily throughout the day or you're not being active or you're not on your feet, that could be a primary con contributor to it. Okay. I know a lot of people do uh, track their macros and track their nutrition. And I'm a really big advocate of that. But I have been working out consistently for, you know, the past two decades of my life. So fitness is a huge part of my daily journey. It used to be as many as three workouts a day. I would run in the morning. Then I would lift in the afternoon and then do jujitsu at night, right? And then on the weekends, I'm always going for hikes and sort of always being on my feet. But I think small steps for you to get off your plateau, right? Things like just cutting out junk food, things like always taking the stairs, having a routine, a discipline, a mantra, a ritual, whatever it is of doing 100 push-ups a day or running every single morning for 20 minutes, whatever these things are, you need to stay consistent with those, okay? And if you find yourself still stuck on these plateaus, it is okay to try out new things, okay? You shouldn't do CrossFit for however long. If you find yourself stuck in some sort of an avenue, I would say it's okay to get out. Go try jiu-jitsu. Go try training for a marathon. Go try doing anything else that is other than the things that you are doing, okay? We we can't make changes unless we try new things. And I see a lot of my friends and, and even family who sort of get stuck or start putting on weight and they, they don't know where to start. So they stop before they even get started. And I think that's one of the things, Dan, that I would like to, to see you do is maybe to try more new things. Okay. Um, go and try new things. Okay. Try training for uh, a decathlon or a triathlon or try going to a, a sort of new gym, try going to whatever it is, you need to seek out new opportunities for yourself to sort of get off this plateau. Um, I myself have been there and every time I've switched things or I've tried to pick up a new hobby, like signing up for class pass or, you know, taking up swimming lessons or swimming more consistently or running more and lifting less or fasting once a week, you need to try new things and see where you're sort of experiencing uh, room to grow there. And I hope that makes sense. It's a, 
it's a tough question because I can't customize things to your body on your fitness journey because you know yourself best. But the best answer in that scenario is you have got to try new things. And if you are not trying new things, you will not find out what works for you. So I hope that that answer suffices for you for now. Uh, I'm going to jump to the last question. Okay. The last question is, as a man, what are some tips for keeping things interesting with my partner? And how do I keep it consistent? Okay. So here we have a relationship question. And I will will answer it this way. Okay. How do you keep your life interesting? Okay. If you didn't have a partner, what, what are some of the things that you would be doing? I... This is again from my personal experience, but I tend to think that we grow more. We grow more over time in relationships, but I think we grow faster inevitably when we spend time with ourselves doing the things that we want to do. So my question to you and anybody listening is if you are by yourself, how does your life by yourself look? Okay. Do you do new things? Do you hang out with new friends, right? Do you meditate? Do you read? Do you journal? Are you trying new hobbies? Are you learning new things? How does that life look? And then imagine that life is uh, is someone that you're interested in, right? Put that life on paper and be like, would I be interested in that person? Your personal hobby resume. Whatever the things that you would do on your own time in your own life, are they things that you would find attractive in a partner, okay? If they're not, it might be time to sort of uh, figure out new hobbies and figure out where you want to go with this, okay? Long-term relationships can be very tough in and Dan, I know your situation and I'm thrilled for you, but the courtship never stops in a relationship. And I think a lot of men screw this up is we, once we get into a relationship, we tend to get comfortable. Maybe we don't go to the gym. We don't, we don't work as hard. We, we watch too much Netflix. We start snacking a little bit too much. Maybe we're drinking, always going out, whatever it is, we tend to slide away from being the best versions of ourselves. And this is sort of a subconscious thing. And I see, I've seen it happen to a lot of my friends. It's happened to me in relationships where all of a sudden we're just not working as hard. We're like, we're not really that hungry anymore. And we tend to slide backwards a little bit. Women will pick up on this and ladies, correct me if I'm wrong, but women want men to be at their best for them. Okay. It is a very competitive dating market out there and women want the best version of their man possible. Okay. If I'm wrong on that, I will, I will die on that sword. But I think that women want to see their men continuously improve. And I don't know that women necessarily want to be the primary focus of a man's life. Again, women, correct me if I'm wrong. I, this is from my personal experience, but I think that women really love to see a man that is continuously improving and learning and growing so that they can sort of bring the new hobbies or experiences or relationships or ideas into a relationship. I, women do this too. Women have great ideas about things that they want to go and do and have fun. Some of my previous relationships, they were so much better at planning things and coming up with ideas than I was. But I had to, I had to constantly, I'm very old school. I wanted to take care of and provide, right? And the two things that men really want in relationships is to be needed and appreciated. And if men are needed and appreciated, that's pretty much all we want. We want to fix things. It's hard for us to just listen to a story without wanting to fix things or ask why, what's going on. But in a relationship, in order to keep things interesting, I would argue that you have to be interesting yourself. Okay. What are you doing on a daily basis that's sort of expanding your mosaic of, of your life? What hobbies, what books, what places are you going to go? What are your goals, right? Do you have a bucket list? 
figure out these things and then figure out how to surprise and delight your partner in mysterious ways. Okay. The more that we can sort of pay attention to the nuances of our partner and maybe what their needs and fulfilling their needs emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, academically, the more that we can sort of introduce into our partner's lives, the more that we can become funny, the, the, as long as we are growing and improving bit by bit, I don't think that it's ever going to uh, keep a relationship stagnant in that aspect. So in order to have a, a more affluent relationship with your partner, in order to have a more exciting relationship, I think you have to constantly seek out growth and new opportunities yourself as a man. Do not get comfortable. That is probably the antithesis of, of a good relationship. And I think that you all, you need to be hungry. So find a way to get hungry, find a way to have new experiences and then surprise and delight your partner whenever possible. Okay, you know them best. These are some pretty generic questions. So hopefully, and we're out of time as well. So hopefully these answered your questions, Dan. Um, please submit more of them. I really enjoy tackling a lot of this stuff on the Three Questions podcast. A ton of you have already submitted questions. I will tackle these as I can. Get these up on YouTube and Spotify as well. Again, my name is Cam. Uh, owner and founder of CK Collective. And I hope you go to the website that is just ckcollective.co. If you want to book personal strategy sessions, you certainly can. I will eventually come up with a discount code for this. So if you are listening to the podcast, and that is how you find out about personal coaching and strategy sessions, whether you want to focus on personal issues or something about your business, I will help you get there. I'm a voracious reader. And again, um, thank you for listening. Really appreciate your time. And I'll see you in the next video.